Um, I've also stealing every stolen, stealing, stolen. Uh, Ooh, he's stealing. Uh, in, Ooh. in downtown Pickerington with my car, um, every Hillary and Trump sign possible. <laughs> Me and my buddies. Both of them? Yes. Listen, man, all we do is win. About to make chubby fellas cool again. That ain't happened since Escobar. It's friends and family. Who the rest of y'all? My God. Miss Vince on the shame, man. That's the campaign. Man, I've been shining way before I had a chance. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of The Hooligan Hideout. I am joined here, as always, with two of my best buddies. Hunter. Do you mean it? Yeah, of course oh. I mean it. Yes, my and Brian. Hey. What are we talking about today, boys? Before we get into that, okay. oh. our usual random question we always got to do. Yes. That's right. I really hope this goes over well with Hunter, <clears throat> but I don't know how it's going to go. Oh. <laughs> Money aside. Okay. Okay. So you're like loaded. You're Bill Gates. All right. Mm, I don't want to be Bill Gates. Okay. Fair, you have his money. Bank account wise. Ha- yes. All right. Yeah, all right. What is your dream car that you would buy? Oh. <laughs> Let me see what it's called, not in GTA terminology. Hold <laughs> <laughs> well, on, tell me what car it is. I can uh, tell you. Zentorno. Uh, it is a... Um... Oh, shoot. The Zentorno, it's a Lamborghini, but it's the... Um, I want to say it's the Centenero. Uh, the Centenero. I'm pretty sure is what, it's, what it is. Let me look it up. Yeah, look that up. Um, there's another car that I am thinking of. I just need to find what, what goodness, it is. Goodness. Um, it's like you guys weren't prepared for this. Or <laughs> it's almost like you didn't tell us you were going to ask it. Yeah, um, that's like, uh, to ask, like especially you car nerds here, uh, like what your yeah, favorite car would be. Yeah, dude. That, Let me see it. I, ah. I, and I, I made it. Oh, I like it. I like my it. build was like the Batmobile yeah. with some underglow. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. You know, the Batmobile sexy. is actually in. GTA, right? It's in Rocket League, too. Well, yeah. Everything's in Rocket League. Do you have the, the Batmobile uh, DLC pack? Nope. I bought it because, you know, Batman. I feel like Brian's kind Batman. of person that just doesn't spend money on Rocket League. Well, I will I say. I have once. <laughs> oh. And that's it. Yeah. I, am a, I don't like spending money on video games and beside buying them. Yeah. I hate buying. Like, I haven't bought uh, the season pass for Call of Duty in I don't know how long. Are you serious? Because it's I never finish it anymore, so I'm wasting my money. Oh, dude. See, I'm like, Rocket League. Rocket like, League has a season pass. I don't buy that. I bought one car, and me and my homie that I usually run with like match. We're like same paint scheme. Tacky everything. daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's that? Derek. Who's Derek? Uh, it's a dude I used to work with. Oh, is he listening? Uh, I mean, maybe. All we'll right, find hey, out. Hi, Tacky daddy. Hey. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, back to the cars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my thing is like I probably wouldn't buy a car. I would like steal it. No, like oh. <laughs> I wouldn't like just buy a car as is. Like You're I would build one custom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So like if I had to, but if I had to like just outright purchase a brand new car, mm-hmm. um, I didn't say brand new. That's true. If I had to just outright purchase a vehicle, um, probably would be a fully loaded, like customized to the. Like gills, okay. Rolls Royce. That's where I thought you were going. Ooh. Oh yeah, a nice like ghost. I love no like a like Phantom like oh, the big Phantom. boy. Okay, yeah. okay. But the problem I have with that is like the Rolls Royces are like built to have somebody else drive them, mm-hmm. and like I would want to drive it. Like if I'm spending like half a mil on a car, like I'm gonna drive I it. I mean the back seats recline, so exactly. you're not gonna want that to go to waste. So that's my problem <laughs> is like. Would I just hey, like, Megan, can you drive me around today? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Dude, I'd drive you around if I was driving your Rolls, Rolls Royce. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would too. <laughs> and even like the Rolls Royce, even the driver's seats are like low-key kind of like... His water bottle blinks because he needs to drink it. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, like face that you just made, bro. Dude, yeah. for some reason, I thought it was like an Amazon Echo. Like, no. you had an Echo dot on your no, water bottle. No, it, like, reminds him, like, hey, you haven't drank lately. Dude, drink I water. freaking need it's that. It's got a little puck at the bottom that, like, is a weight. Like, it'll sense how much it weighs and that it'll track how much you drink every yeah. day. Oh. So, like, it has a app on your phone that it connects to. You know what you also could do? What's the name just of the water bottle? Water. You could also just get like a clear. It is called. We're not. We're not uh, connected or promoted by any means. But hydrate spark. Can you mute oh. that? <laughs> <laughs> Can you bleep it out and then send them an email? Dude, and be if like, you listen hey. to Theo Vaughn, the way he promotes his stuff, <laughs> have you ever uh, just realized you needed to drink some water? Hey, uh, <laughs> well, here's a uh, hydrate. It glows when you need to drink some water, <laughs> dude. It's so stupid. There was this dude in school, bro. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I can't say anything. I can't Dude, copy anything he says. Okay. It's if you for this. walk into a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, <laughs> bro, with a leather, leather jacket, jacket, get away from me! <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I don't need to see that Pandora's box. Some dude in a Our Mexican next restaurant will not with a leather no, jacket, won't. bro. So, so weird. You got He's the Lambo. So yeah, I think that. I think that's it. You I'm got the Phantom. I'm See, surprised love, you did, you chose luxury. I'm surprised that you didn't choose me like too. speed. Do you yeah. know why I would choose luxury? Why? Because I am a big boy, <laughs> and <laughs> okay, I would <laughs> not fit in a Lamborghini. Before we came here, we were just eating breakfast, <laughs> and as I'm checking out, you know how it has the candy <laughs> underneath the register? Uh-huh. He looks down and goes, hey, that, they named that candy after me. It was Chunky. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You just said that to yourself? No, I said he said it to, to me. Oh, dang. And, like, the only car I can think of that's, like, big, fast that I would buy would be, like, a Phantom. Hellcat or, mm. like, a Demon or something like that. But, like, that's not, like... That's not fast. fast. That's not a lot of money. You know what yeah. I mean? And so it's, like, I wouldn't say that because, I mean... They're like 150k, Let's which is that, a lot of money. That but like, Phantom though is that's nice. Oh yeah, and they're like, fast. And you're turning heads. Yeah, you don't see those every day. And Phantoms are they're dummy quick. They're like yeah. they're twin turbo. I want to say V8s or V12s. Mm-hmm. So I mean they're quick cars. V12 is a thing. Yep. The Lamborghini that you want has a, a V12, V12 in it. Uh, okay. <laughs> the more you know. Yeah. <laughs> see, listen. When when my Zentorno got destroyed, I just call Moore's Mutual and. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just restore it for me. How yeah. many days do you have in GTA? I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Maybe probably <sighs> not as much as you'd think. Uh, my level on, on uh, online is only like level did 55. I, did I send you? Because I know I sent you the one for uh, for Siege that had like 15 days played or something like that. I don't think Did you I send me. you mine for GTA? No. Can you, can it's you say a problem. It? Probably got oh, like yeah, months. I, can, I can say it, no problem. Um, so on the 360. On my second account, because I had an old 360 account that got banned. Mm. Um, on Why my, did you banned? Uh, you have a trend of getting accounts banned. <laughs> You've talked a, about this already once name on the one other of the account podcasts. I got banned. <laughs> name the other account I got banned. Wasn't it a Facebook one you talked about on the podcast oh, yeah, early? Yeah. My, my Facebook <laughs> Oh, account. yeah. I still have the Facebook account. Like, it didn't get perma-banned, but my personal Facebook account has been banned, like, probably, like, a good 15 times. <laughs> um, but, no, so my old Xbox account, so you used to be able, you know the, like, data transfer cable where yes. you could like plug your hard drive into the xbox and then you used it to transfer data onto another xbox hard drive um so you used to be able to download the stuff on your computer and then you could plug your hard drive into your computer and you could edit stuff on your hard drive it's like you could change like 
the color of your gamer tag, like all kinds of goofy stuff. Yeah. Um, one of the things you could change was your years that you were on Xbox. Just something goofy, yeah. I thought. And so I changed it from like the four or five years that I had on Xbox to 10 years because that's the longest that you could make it. Because Xbox at the time was only, or Xbox Live at the time was only 10 years old. I changed it to 10 years. It was like that for probably a good year. Like it wasn't even a big deal. And uh, then one day out of the blue, I got on and it was like, this account's banned until like December 31st of 9999. And I was like, what, what? the oh. heck? And so. She gone. And so, like, I knew I had modded the crap out of the account. So I was like, it's probably that. I didn't even bother to, like, message Microsoft and be like, why did I get banned? <laughs> and so I just made a new account and, like, said whatever. I found out later on that every Microsoft account that was made within the first month, like, first Xbox Live account that was made within, like, the first month of Xbox Live going live um, that was still active, Microsoft gave them a brand new Xbox 360, like, a special edition like 10th anniversary Xbox 360. So my account came up as one that was active and was on that first month. Oh. And then they went and checked it and saw that it was modded and they banned me. And I was like, all right, yeah, that's valid. That makes sense. So you lost Dang. an Xbox 360. So, I mean, I, yeah. I never was in the running. But, you know, yeah. but anyway, so I, had, I played GTA on that account. And then I played GTA on my current account, the Crazy Gun Nut account. And that account has 65 days played. Oh! Yeah. So 65 <laughs> times 24, you can figure out how many hours that is. And then I checked on my Steam account. My Steam account on GTA alone has almost 200 hours. Oh, my God. But then when you play 5M, which is like the thing that you play like role play and like modded servers on, yeah, it runs a different service. So GTA stops running and it runs a secondary service, which is called like store or source APK, something like that. So I went and checked that one. And I have another over 200 hours in that. Oh, my god! So I added it up, and I have like 400 hours combined on the PC. And I have 65 days played on the Xbox. And you add it together. I want to say it's like a touch under. 1,960 hours. Now, divide Holy that by crap. 24. 81 days. Yeah, it was like a Almost touch Almost 82. Under, it was like a touch Holy under three months. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's minus the first account, though, too. Yeah. So I would say, all things considered, I probably have over three months played in, in Grand Theft Auto. That's crazy. Hashtag time in. Yeah. Yeah, my, my highest game is Siege, and it's uh, close to 50 days. Yeah. So. Yeah, Siege. Back to cars. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I never got to stay mine. Yeah, Sorry. you never did. We went off on a hardcore yes. tangent. Holy so, <laughs> which is normal. I have this weird... I struggle with picking just one car. I always have a two. Like, I have an ideal, like, I need a pickup truck. And I need to uh, go fast car. Pick up. I'm going like a 70s high boy. Lifted. Beautiful. You're going to have to explain Pretty, that's, It's a Ford. Pretty much an old F-150. I can kind of think. I can kind of imagine what you're talking yes. about. That is ideal. That is my ideal truck. That's what I want. Absolutely. If I had no money ass, like buy restored. For the car, I'm always gravitating in every nice car show I go to. Almost any Ferrari. Really? Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. I see that badge. I'm obsessed from the second I see it. See, I struggle because supercars just really don't do anything for me. Like, when I see a supercar, I kind of do that initial, like, oh. But, like, I'm not like, oh, dude, that's a, that's a Lamborghini. Like, they just don't really do much for <laughs> yeah. me. But, like, a freaking Termi, like a Terminator, Cobra, mm. rolls by, and I'm like, oh, bro, it's a... 2003 Mustang. <laughs> like yeah, most yeah. other people are like, what's the big deal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then it drives by, and I see the Cobra bunk- bumper, and I'm like, oh, it's not a, it's not a real Termy. All right, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again. I do love a good old Shelby Cobra as well. Yes. Oh, like those, those AC sweet. Cobra? Yeah. Those I walked out of a golf course a couple weeks ago, and there was one sitting front row, first parking spot, and I was like, bro, talk about flexing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it was a real one? Or do you think oh, no, it was a kit. It was a kit car? It was a kit, yeah. yeah. That's not still, really, it's still it's not nice. It's really a flex, though. I mean, yeah, but it's still like it turns heads when it's driving down the road. That's so. like when you see a Countach, and then it's like, is that a Fiero? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? How do we feel about Porsches? I like Porsches. Yeah? I, like, I, again, it's another car that like I probably wouldn't fit in. But like, um, I like 911s, like the uh, 911, like the GT RS3. Yeah. I think it's a really slick-looking car. Um but like again, when you get into like the the supercars, like the nine eighteens and stuff like that, like they just don't do anything for me, you know. But like yeah, that kind of me kinda... either, man. Me either. Sorry, I, what's nine eighteen look like? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't even tell you, dude. <laughs> but no, I couldn't like even the... tell you where your brake fluid is. <laughs> I mean, maybe I could. Do you know where to put the blinker fluid? There's no blinker fluid. <laughs> okay. Ah, but no, like nah. the. <laughs> <laughs> no, because ah. my dad got me on that crap, dude. He'd be like, you need to change your freaking blinker fluid, dude. I'm like, what are you talking about? Nah. He's like, yeah. And we went out there for 30 minutes. He's like, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was so pissed. Whatever. I could see that from your dad, and I oh, love yeah. that, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Bro. Nah, the, the mid-range Porsches, I, I like them. Or Porsches. Yeah. I like them, too. They're, they're clean. Yeah. The reason I say is because of the new Transformer movie coming out. All those cool oh, cars. What's it called? Uh, I have no idea. I well, there's two. There's the the Mark. I almost said the Mark of the Beast. That's not what it's called. Um, the Rise of the Beast. <laughs> That's next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's whenever we can get Megan on. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, oh shoot! There's another one coming out where the main Transformer is a Porsche. I can't remember the name of this. Yeah, that's that's why that I even said about? it. Yeah, I forget yeah. what it's called. It's, oh, Rise of the Beast. No, no there's another, the last one. There's that's the there is that one coming out. But then there's another one that's like not, it's not called like Transformers. It has like another, like it's just a single name, but it's a Transformers movie. And the main character is like a white Porsche 911. It's like an old 911. Oh, uh, okay. Or maybe I dreamt it. Maybe it's not real. I have no idea. Hmm. It's kind of been one of those couple days where it's like, <laughs> I'm not sure if that was real or if Every, I just dreamed it. Everything's foggy yeah, or everything's a fever kind of dream. Foggy. Just making it up. Yeah. yeah. But we're not talking about cars today. We are not. not Why even not? Kind of. Oh, Many reasons. You sound like you're very well-versed. I would just leave. I feel like Hunter has a lot to say about cars. Why don't you run us through it? Just repeat. I, mean, I, I, I hate them, I hate them, I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. I have a lot of stories <laughs> of the idiotic things I've done with my cars and the idiotic things I've done in my cars. Like what? Um, idiotic thing I've done to my car, um, hydroplaned into another car <laughs> um, because I didn't change my tires in time. Um, he was running on slicks. Literally, dude. Unintentional. I was playing basketball in slides, basically. (laughs) Um, I like that. That was a good analogy. Yeah. See, I'm a car guy. Yeah, kids. No, it's for like anybody who's listening who maybe you know doesn't drive or doesn't have a car. Yeah. Like, what's it mean? Why are you gonna change your tire? (laughs) Hey, it's true. Hey, um, I've also stealing every stolen, stealing, stolen. uh, Ooh, he's stealing. uh, In in downtown Pickerington with my car. (gasps) Um, every Hillary and Trump sign possible. <laughs> Me and my buddies. Both of them? We, yes. Because then we would take all the signs and put them in my friend's front yard, <laughs> who is the biggest Trumpy in the world. And, uh, um, oh, that's funny. So, 
<laughs> those were some fun times because we also were we were doing a rolling stop and my friend was getting out of the car and he was trying to get back in but I was still going and his foot was like right by my <laughs> right by my tire he was like Hunter slow down I'm like bro I don't want to slow down too fast I don't want to hurt you so and he and my friend pulled him out of the car so <laughs> dude and that was in my 1998 Toyota Camry all right Camry gang Yes. Yeah, you're all about that life. I got that 95 camera. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, boy. But. Love it. What are we talking about then if we're not talking about cars? Tell us, Brian. Oh. Oh. It's kind of your oh. idea. It was, yeah, this it was a really good idea, idea, actually. No pressure. This is, gonna be, this is actually going to be very beneficial. This whole episode so, is kind of your idea. I don't put that on me. Because if it goes <laughs> bad, it's all on me. I was going to say, no. if it sucks. If, if this is a crappy episode, we're going to put in the title, Crappy Episode Because of Brian. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept <laughs> it. Brian's Crappy Episode. <laughs> hey, no matter what, this is a joint effort. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate I that. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think oh, uh, we were just talking about uh, at, you know, we we're hanging out before this. We we're talking about just tips and tricks. Obviously, we're all connected in youth ministry with the high schoolers. We're at a time in, in, in their lives, the seniors, where they're graduating, moving on to the next steps. They're going into summer. They're going to summer classes, college, trade schools, maybe even to the workforce. Um, I know for all three of us, we had a lot of things where it was just like, hey, I wish I'd have known this, you know, five years earlier. So if we have any tips, tricks, advice, we're just going to wing it out there for the kids and hopefully they receive it. Full show. Yeah, it's hard for me to say that I'm giving advice when really I'm still trying to figure it out. I mean, we do that through our whole <laughs> life. I mean, yeah. you have our parents, our, our parents' age, you're like, hey, I'm still learning too. Oh, yeah. So it's just different phases. We're all learning different things at different times. So I would say that is probably one of my pieces of advice is that you are always going to still be figuring it out. Like, yeah, you will definitely figure some things out and you'll be like, oh, okay. But then like you'll also just start to find out, oh, man, there's just a lot more stuff I got to figure out. Oh, for sure. Man. It's just kind of how it is. For sure. Um, figure out how to uh, proper, properly uh, go through the right channels of doing your taxes and doing them on time. Yes. <laughs> on and time if, is the big part. On time, <laughs> yes. And if you don't trust yourself to use TurboTax, just go somewhere. Just go somewhere and get them done. Yes. I it's know it costs money. money but, yeah. Like, but you, yeah. Because I had, I did TurboTax for a long time. And, um, have you ever heard of Rita? I hate yes. Rita, bro. Yeah. I hate so, it. TurboTax does not take Rita into account. So you have to go through and then reach out to Rita and like, yep. be like, how much do I owe? Didn't know that. I did my taxes for like three years. Never did anything with Rita. And then Rita reached out and was like, hey, man, you owe us like $300. But at the time that they reached out to me, it was already like super, super late fees. And so then for like the next two years they took my state income tax returns from me Yep, because Dang. I had the money. And yeah, Rita's so, annoying. The one yeah. thing I've also learned from going from TurboTax when I, like, I first graduated, because like, my mom was like, oh, I'll help you. I do it all the time. Cool, whatever. One time, it was like an audit, essentially. And going through the stress <laughs> of having to call the IRS and be on hold for 45 minutes on a daily basis trying to get it figured out, it's so much easier to be like, hey, I paid H&R Block. You fix it. Mm-hmm. Not my problem at this point. Yeah. To me, it's so much worth, like, no stress There is sometimes. a Liberty tax in, I believe, Chillicothe mm -hmm. that on St. Patrick's Day, as far as I know, they still do this on St. Patrick's Day, they will do your federal taxes for, I believe, $23, and they will do your state taxes for $23. That's 
cheap. Stupid cheap. Me, Megan, and her mom always used to do that. We didn't do it this year because we were obviously super busy and didn't have time to. But, like, yeah. Happy St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Woohoo! So, if you live in the Chillicothe area, even if you don't, we lived in Hilliard and we would drive all the way down there because it's such a good deal. But, um, 23, it's like 46 bucks out the door. And they can wrap it into your return, so you don't yep, even have to pay yep. it then. Oh, and that's like, amazing. Yeah, 46 bucks, it's and you beautiful. can get your um, federal and your your state taxes done. And they take Rita into account mm. because they are a tax agency, and they actually do it right. Yeah. Not that TurboTax doesn't do it right, but you have to do it. So You have to know what you're doing. Yeah. I did the same <clears> thing with Rita at first, where it was just like, oh, hey, you owe like two or three years. I'm like, cool. Wish I'd known this two or three years ago. <laughs> exactly. Thanks so for, for telling me now. For context, I don't know a whole lot about Rita, but Rita is the regional income tax agency. And they have something to do with like the Ohio Valley, Ohio, Indiana area. And it's basically just another tax organization of some sort that just exists to steal your money from you more freaking government yeah so the feds i think one piece of advice i'd have loved to have known as an 18 year old kid graduating going into my future you're not gonna have it figured out by the time you're 25 if any you will not have it figured out by the time you hit 30 like chill out do whatever you have to do to make your money set up your career like those are your times to set up Stop, like, especially we've talked a lot about in, like, church and, like, mental health and the, how social media affects it and people, like, to put on their highlight reel and, like, oh, I got all this money. I got this nice truck. I got this nice car. I'm going on these three vacations. Don't compare yourself to these people. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it mm-hmm. at all. Like, my biggest thing I wish I'd have learned is stay at home Absolutely. as long as your parents will let you and it's still a healthy environment. And stack up all the money you can to set up your future. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Because I would much rather, if I looked back, I'd like, yo, I'd rather have thousands stacked up from working at even just a basic Subway, McDonald's type of job. Because you have no bills, really, living at home. And be able to set up my future for like, oh, hey, I like this girl. I want to buy a ring. Oh, I got cash set aside. I don't have to like do payments or do credit or go in debt. Oh, we're going to get married too. Like I can, oh, I got cash stacked up. I'm ready. Like you're setting yourself up. It's just much better to do it that way. And especially since I heard Dave Ramsey, I always hear him in my ear, not, mm-hmm. not to use credit cards, not to do this. Like if you can't pay for it in cash, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. When I, um, when I turned 18, my parents did the exact opposite of what they said growing up, which is a good thing. Um, and my dad basically sat me down and he said, listen, he's like, you can stay with us as long as you need to. He didn't say as long as I wanted to, yep. but he's like, as long as you need to. He's like, I'm never going to kick you out if you are, you know, being responsible, taking care of your stuff and whatever. He's like, you can live with us. You can whatever. And looking back at it now, it's because of that. It's because he wanted me to just sit back, be smart with my money and figure it out. Wish you would have told me that. Yeah. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. Um, he did. He set me up and gave me the opportunity to learn it myself. Um and I took his advice for a good while, but I didn't set money back. Yeah. I was just, cause I was, um, I didn't have, I had like, I think my car payment was like 150 bucks a month. Like it was nothing. I was still on his health insurance. So I didn't have insurance coming out of my paychecks. Um, dude, I ate out for every single meal. Yeah. I bought every video game, the biggest version it could. Like I was buying, you know, All the DLC, every single, you know, season pass that comes out after that. Um, 
I bought my first rifle was mm. like a seven hundred dollar AK. Like it was not what people normally buy for their like first gun. Um, like I just I just blew my money, and then um, a buddy of mine was like, "Oh hey, me and my girlfriend are getting an apartment. Like you should come live with us." And initially I was like, "No, I'm not gonna do that. Like I'm gonna stay with my parents." And he was like, "Nah, like you should come. You should come live with us." And I was like, no, like, I don't want to split rent. Like, I don't want to do all that. And at the time I was paying my parents rent. It wasn't a lot, but it was like, I think it was paying like 152 bucks a month. Yep. And, uh, he's like, well, you can just come live with us and just pay what you pay your parents. And I was like, mm, okay. Terrible idea. Shortly after going to live with him, I lost my job where I was making good money. Oh. And the $200 real quickly became a lot of money. And... Basically, just to, to circle around to what I'm trying to get to, uh, don't move in with anyone that you want to be friends with long-term. Unless it's your significant other, but you shouldn't be moving in with your boyfriend or girlfriend to begin with. Yeah, unless yeah, unless you're a sinner. <laughs> just kidding. Well, I'm not really kidding, but, you know. Um, <laughs> unless you that. are... Ideally, you shouldn't be moving in with your significant other unless you're married. But yep. if you choose to go that route, do not move in with your significant other unless you can see yourself marrying them. Yeah. Because I moved in with Megan before we were married, but I saw myself marrying her. We had talked about marriage and we were planning on getting married. And so, but every other person that I have lived with, I reached a point where I was not friends with them. I am friends with half of them again, two thirds of them again, Mm -hmm. but our friendships are nothing compared to the way they were before. It vastly changes. The the one person I lived with, that initial person, was my best and closest friend growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we were inseparable. And now, like, we talk. It destroyed our friendship. Yeah. And so, like, if you can't see yourself losing that person as a friend, losing that person in your life, do not move in with them. Mm-hmm. Because it's going <laughs> to it's gonna fall apart. The odds are it's going to... <clears throat> Whether it falls apart and it becomes disastrous where you're like enemies almost. Yeah. Or it goes to the extreme of, or not lesser extreme of like, it's just weird now. Yeah. Like we don't talk as much. Like, yeah. oh, we do this or that. Like, I think anyone that's lived with someone can say that it has changed their friendship, but it's not always in a bad way. Like sometimes you do just naturally grow apart from people, but it does change the aspect when it's just like, oh, hey, I want to hang out with my homies. But then it's just like, oh, he's here. Or she's here, and it's like, oh. You you get to know that person on a real, extremely personal level. Yeah. And it's it's not romantic. It's not a romantic level, but it's about as close as you can get mm-hmm. without being on a romantic level. And so it's like, and people that you're really, really close best friends with, you would probably not like to live with. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Yes. And that's what happened. You know, the people that I ended up living with, I very quickly realized we're not the kind of people that I wanted to live with. Mm-hmm. They were good friends. I enjoyed hanging out with them, but I didn't want to live with them. But I had already moved in, and I had already, you know, got involved. And so it just turned into a crap show. But, yeah. yeah. So another so, piece of advice, if you don't foresee yourself not being friends with that person or not having them in your life, don't move in with them. Not saying that they're not mm-hmm. going to be your friends, but just that's worst-case scenario. If you don't want to lose that person, don't live with them. Yeah. So you mentioned... You mentioned like you and Megan had many talks, like you guys were going to marry each other. That was your plan. And you guys moved in together beforehand. I want to ask Hunter because I know yours was a little different. You guys were dating in high school, you got married, and you waited to move in together until afterwards. 
do you have any tips for like kids that are in that high school sweetheart phase and graduating together? What it looks like to kind of grow in a next phase and still stay close, but also still respect boundaries of like not living together and any other boundaries that may be in, in tandem with that. Yeah, for sure. I think it's so important for the people that are creating boundaries in their life because the reason that we have boundaries is it actually those boundaries help us create a way for us to live a better life, but also we experience actually freedom within our boundaries. Mm, Meaning I read this book, it's called the one time or the one thing control and talking about controlling your boundaries. And what this book really talked about is encompass. The reason that we have boundaries is actually it allows us to have more power the way that we live our life. And it gives us more freedom with the way we live our life to set us up for a better future. And so like for me, if I have boundaries with my, with some of my friendships, over time, my friendships will grow closer in my, my, not that I change my boundaries, but I'll let people in a little bit more in my life because I have created a close friendship and connection with them. Whereas if I had no boundaries and I just let anyone in my life, they could control me, manipulate me, hurt me, and that would ruin the way that I view other relationships and other friendships. And so when you go into a relationship even, and you're automatically moving in and living together, you're rushing a process and you're rushing a, a relationship um, that over time needs to develop. And so the one thing that I loved that Lauren and I developed was a friendship also before a relationship. Yeah. Um, and I would say most of us in this in this room, all of us here, developed a friendship before a relationship, um, and we didn't rush the process. Like we took our time, and because of that, now more than ever, I mean, every day I love my wife in a different way because I've now allowed her into my life in a whole completely new way. To where, not that there's no boundaries, but there's so much more freedom with the relationship I have because of the boundaries that I created early on. And so another big thing that um, when it comes to your relationships and with boundaries, not only is money very valuable, but your time is probably the most valuable as you get older. Um, Because the people that you want to be close with, the relationships that you do develop and the people that you bring in your circle, um, and when it comes to like boundaries especially, when when you have like a, a certain boundary with a friend or or a relationship or whatever it is, you'll realize over time that yes, this boundary has been built up for so long because maybe they're not worth my time. Maybe they're not the person that yes, like I would love to be friends with this person, but I just something is off. Uh, we don't have a good connection. Things just aren't right. Sometimes like it's better just to let that cut off. Mm-hmm. And to find something else that is more worth your time. Oh, yeah. Because as we get older, as we as all of us realize in this room, time flies. And there are so many things that take up our time and our space. And not that people shouldn't take up our time and our space. But I think, I mean, bro, like working in ministry and like having a lot of people in my life, that's not a flex. I'm saying that that can actually be a bad thing because yes, I might be excelling in one area, but at home, my wife's like, where the heck are you? Why are you not with me right now? Mm -hmm. And my time right now should be investing in my wife and getting ready for a kid and getting ready for all these things. But yet all these other people are taking up my time when it's like, wait, this is the thing that I know is, is constant and is with me forever. Mm-hmm. So I need to invest all my time in this yeah. and make sure this is the number one thing. And then all the other things that, whether it's my job or it's my close friendships like with you guys, I'm going to invest in those because that's worth my time. Mm-hmm. But there's maybe some other people in my life where I'm like, hey, like 
right now at this season of my life, I just don't have time. That doesn't mean that later on in life, you don't have time for people. But that's the thing about boundaries. Like it, 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 It's very seasonal that you have time and space for some people and you have time and space for other people. Yeah. So realizing the value of your time as well is also super important. Yeah. And I'm glad that you <clears throat> touched on the fact that it's all, it can be seasonal. Mm -hmm. I think of like in ministry, any ministry that you have, whether you lead a group, you're in youth, you're employed by the church, like it can look seasonal on how, who is receiving what from you in a ministry sense that I've seen and people that I've led, you're going to notice some people are more receptive to like a natural, like conversation of, Hey, I want to help you. I'm here for you. And then there's some people where it's just like, they're closed off to it almost like they're in a, they're in a dark season with their faith or anything like that. And as much as you can try to pour into them, they don't receive it. And it's one of those things where like, I'm, I'm still going to be here for you. I'm still going to like, like speak the truth. I'm still going to support you and encourage you. But I also understand that a boundary for myself before I pour so much out to like someone that's not receiving it, there may be another person that is like, Hey, I'm hungry for more. Yeah, exactly. And they'll be seeking it more. And it's like, all right, I love both these people the same, but like you're receiving it. You're hungry. I'm going to work with you as much as you want. So like if they're not receiving it and they're like closed off and it's just like, Oh, blah, blah, life just sucks. I, I, I get it. Life does suck sometimes, but like you have to know a boundary of when to like, all right, I'm investing almost too much time with this person right now. For sure. Yeah. And it's not helping either one of us. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you noted on that too. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and like sometimes you just got to let friendships go. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, and that, and it sucks. Yeah. You know, and it with, um, actually, I mean, I can even speak to it the last couple of days. Um, like with what I went through with, with going to the hospital and just real quick to, to explain with the podcast um, a couple weeks ago, which when this is airing, it's going to be a couple months ago. Um, I went through a unexpected uh, blood clot in my lung and um, basically sitting down with doctors and whatnot. They basically were like, Hey, uh, this has taken people out like hardcore real quick, like gone before the ambulance can even get there. Um, and basically in not so many words, like you're lucky that it didn't kill you. And, um, it has been a journey the last couple weeks, like finding out emotionally how I feel about that. Um, and processing like, Hey, you almost died. And like, it's really made me realize that some people wouldn't have cared. And like, why am I, why am I getting upset when those people don't want to hang out or don't want to whatever, don't want to whatever. And so, like, I had a, a period a couple of days ago where, like, I was talking to Megan about it, and I, like, wasn't upset about it, wasn't worked up about it. I was like, yeah, I was like, I just feel like these people just really aren't my friends, really aren't whatever. And I was typing it out, and I was like, I feel like this person, like, say that, say that I would have died, like, just right then and there would have been gone. I was like, this person would have been destroyed. I know that for a fact. I'm like, this person probably would have cared. I said, but everybody else probably could have wouldn't have given two craps and I typed that out. And as soon as I typed that out, I got hit with the emotions of it and I got so angry and I was like, all right, <laughs> like I need to sit back and process. Why did that make me so angry? Why am I prioritizing that? Like, why am I, why am I so worked up about these people that I just said, I don't, they don't care about me. Why does that make me so angry? Mm -hmm. And I need to compartmentalize that 
And like, basically, you know, again, like we said, you're going to hit 25, 30 and not have this stuff figured out. I'm 26 years old. These are people I've never met in real life. Why am I getting that angry over that? You know, don't prioritize people that don't prioritize you. Don't prioritize people that, that aren't breathing life into your life, that aren't. If you think about a person and they don't make you happy, they don't make you relaxed, if they, don't, if they add stress to your life, they add frustration to your life, like, don't prioritize them. Don't waste your time on them. And I know that's a little hostile, but, like, it's true. You know, like, if you feel like you have to fight for somebody and they're not fighting back to, like, fight for you, don't waste your energy. Go for somebody who's not going to fight you. Yeah. That's real. And it's, I feel like it's something that everyone in their walk of life can connect with. Like friends always change. Friend mm-hmm. groups always change. I mean, like when I first met you, it was just like, oh, casual, like out on Facebook. Didn't see you again for like a year. Mm-hmm. And it developed into best friendship. Um, and seeing when we talked about roommates, how that changes friendships. And I think that's something I struggled and respectfully, with. Respectfully, I would never move in with you. No, I wouldn't either. Because, and not because I don't like you. But it's specifically because I like you. Yeah. Because I I consider you a best friend. Because I consider you such a close friend, I know for a fact that I would not want to live with you. Yep. Because I know that it would put such stress on our friendship. And it would put, I know that we are, our personalities are different enough that you would do things that would drive me insane. And I would do things that would drive you insane. And it would hurt our friendship. Yeah. And I I, I would not want that. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's the biggest struggle that I had coming out of high school was like, oh, I'm such a loyal person. I'm not leaving my friend group. And then they would start to distance themselves and I was almost begging for their attention or their time. And then it was like, oh, well, now I'm alone. I'm depressed. I'm feeling this type of way. And it's like, I was kind of doing it to myself because I was too loyal to mm-hmm. people that weren't loyal back. Yes, exactly. They're, I wasn't okay with friend groups changing. And there's like, nothing wrong with being loyal. No. But if they're not loyal back, there's no reason for you to be loyal. Yep. And that's just like, Something I've learned a lot, I've talked a lot over the last like two years of just friend circles. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are hard boundaries like you talked about earlier, but it's very fluid at times of how it can change. Yeah, there's a core like you guys and Courtney are going to get the most of who I am, the most depth of who I am. Yeah. And the farther out you go to where it's like, oh, I see you youth and you're another leader. Like, hey, man, I'm I'm, like, we'll have conversation. It'll be deep. But like, you're not going to see the depths of what I feel. Yeah. And then it just continues to grow out farther where, like, we have a relatively big church. There's a lot of people I don't know or don't know on a well base, a good basis. It's just like, I'll say I'm doing good, ask them how life's going, how a golf outing went or something like that, real casual, like, trying to pay attention to people. But then go to coworkers who I really know, and it's just like, hey, hope you're doing well. And, like, that slowly fades out to where they get less and less of you, and it's not like you're being fake or anything like that. But you don't need to tell everybody your whole life. Yeah. And sometimes those distant people become very close. And vice versa. So it's just something that I had to learn the hard way mm-hmm. of just like putting myself down. Like, oh, I'm alone. Nobody cares about me. No one likes me. And it was just realizing that like, oh, I need to stop being loyal to people that honestly That's good. aren't. Yeah. I don't want to say don't care if I'm around, but like sort of don't care if I'm around. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. struggle hard with the like three foot view of just like, I can only see what's going on right here. Yeah. And so like with that whole situation I just described, like I had, I struggle really hard with like, these people don't care about me. And so then I don't see anything else that's going on outside of that viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I had to sit there when all that was going on and be like, okay, these people don't care about me. That's fine. But all of these people do. 
Yeah. So, respectfully, screw those guys. <laughs> and I'm going to do, you know, I'm just going to focus on these other people. Yeah. And if that means I got to sit alone sometimes, if that means that I just don't do those things for sometimes, cool. Mm. I just yeah. need to be okay with that. Yeah. And so. I'm glad you like, noted that because, like, but, I've learned, like, even just going out to eat by myself, dude. Yeah. It's, like, peaceful. Yeah. To, like, be okay with being alone is huge. Even yeah. as far as, like, video games, too. Yeah. Like, I used to be like that guy. It's like, I'm not getting on if nobody else is playing. Now? Call me out. Huh? <laughs> Call me out. Kind of. Remember? Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't remember you said that. Yeah. But, like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but, no, that's how it used to be. I used to get on, check Discord. If nobody was on, I'd get off. Yeah. And now it's like, I'll get on, and I'm like, oh, is anybody on? No. All right. And I'll just, like, I'll find something to do. Stay out, decay. Play. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually played Stay decay in a while. Um. But, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Just yeah. There's also something powerful, like, when you have those friendships that have taken up a lot of your time and you know is a priority in your life, there's also, like, that healthy, not boundary, but you have a healthy enough friendship to where you don't talk for a couple of weeks, and yeah. then all of a sudden, you, like, you guys yeah. reconnect, and it's like nothing yes. ever happened. Like, mm-hmm. you don't miss a beat. You don't have to be codependent. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I have a circle of friends like that. Yeah. I have a circle of, like... Four or five buddies mm-hmm. that, like, we cannot talk for a month. Like, our group chat can be dead silent for, like, a month. And then one of us can send something, and it's just like, blah, 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 and we're yep. all just, like, totally back on our on our bull crap. Yeah. And then it's just, like, dead silent for, like, another month. Yeah. And that's that's 100% how it is. That's some of the best ones, yeah. too. But, the, again, like, those are my, like... Yeah. Like, those are my core dudes. I know that if everything hits the fan, and I lose every other person in my life, like, those dudes got me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. So... Another tip and trick and something to be aware of as you get older, the um, this phrase you've probably heard before. It's probably annoying and cliche, but I'm going to say it. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Mm-hmm. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. I had to learn this uh, the hard way because I would say yes to things and then I would end up having to say no after committing to them with people and guess what you look like a freaking idiot and you let people down and you don't want to be that friend you don't want to be that person and guess what people will respect your no people will respect that if you don't have time for something and you can't create space for it right now I'd rather you tell me no instead of let me down in the future and if they don't respect your no that's not someone you need to be around anyways mm-hmm. exactly someone that truly cares about you will respect your no even if it's something that hinders what they're doing yes they should respect your boundaries at all times yes so that's huge yes and letting your yes be yes and your no be no will create you into a good person a good friend a good worker a good husband a good wife whoever's listening um that it it shows your integrity and it shows your character yeah. that you can be dependable or even say like, Hey, they're just not available right now, but like maybe later, maybe yeah. in the future, yeah. you know, just, just take your, your personal abilities, your personal bandwidth into consideration and yeah. set reasonable expectations for your people, yeah. your friends, your family, your coworkers, your boss. Like if you can't do something, just be honest with your boss. Mm-hmm. Are you going to let them down in the moment? Maybe, but like, you're not going to let them down. It's better than missing like a deadline. Yeah, you're yeah. not gonna let them yeah. down a week from now with a project half finished that they yeah. didn't now have to go clean up. Yep. Right. You know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with not being number one. Yeah. Um, I think one more question that's just like prominent on my head that like maybe <clears throat> if there are kids listening, like high schoolers listening that are going into senior year that are graduating, 
I know both of you grew up in the church. What, what tips and advice do you have for someone's faith who is graduating from high school, going into a college environment or a work environment that is not centered around God maybe, and just how they can stay persistent, what it looks like going through the trials and tribulations? Like, Do you have any advice for those kids and how to almost become independent in their faith, not reliant on like their parents' faith maybe? This is the beginning. Yeah. yeah. This is the time where everything that you've ever learned in Sunday school, in middle school, in high school, at home, listening to the preacher preach, like aside from everything that anyone has ever taught you, what do you truly actually know? Yeah. What have you picked up and applied to your life? What have you listened and applied in your life? Like that, this is where it gets real right here Yeah. Mm -hmm. because everything else was to prepare you for now. It wasn't to try to get you by. I mean, yes, it gets you by through middle school and high school and these times are tough, especially uh, as we go on throughout the years, you know, things get harder as kids get younger, which is, it's crazy. Um, But like, this is the time where really where push comes to push comes to shove and Everything comes down to these moments in your life. These are the most defining moments of your life. Doesn't sound very hopeful, but what I mean by this is is that that this, don't leave your high school life and don't leave like youth ministry life thinking now you know everything and you go and live your life. This is the beginning, and this is the time for you to truly press in and to create that. A relationship with God and that dependency with God on your own and not something that you're forced to go to every Sunday night or Wednesday night or Sunday morning. Yeah. But this is the every day, what is your relationship with God like? What are your rhythms like? How? What do you know about God? How can you apply it to your life? This is where it gets real. Yeah. But know that as you are going through life and working this out, know that there is still a community that will be there to support you, to encourage you, to love you, um, and be with you as you discover it on your own. And a lot of youth ministry is like not trying to like say, hey, this is what you should do and tell you what to do, but we're giving you instructions on like, hey, here are things that to prepare for in your life. Here are things that you've experienced and gone through. Here's how we can help you through those things. Mm-hmm. Now, the role of the church is to encourage you and equip you to go out into the world and to live the life that you want to live or live the life that um, is given to you. So my advice is that, that don't, don't feel like you've arrived. This is the time where you're actually going to learn and process and live out everything that you've been taught and everything you've heard. That's good. Real good. Thank you. Christian, you got anything over there? Um, I mean, I'm kind of on the flip side because, like, we talked about in our, our uh, testimonial faith one. testimonial faith stuff. Like, my faith journey, quote unquote, was a very slow burnout. Um, and by senior year, I was very much not on the faith journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really graduate senior year saying, "Okay, like, how do I continue to get close to God?" Because that's not where my headspace was. Like yeah. at that point, my parents had stopped going to church for the most part. Like weren't as heavily involved um, as they were previously. They didn't stop going to church. That was the wrong timeline. But um, they weren't nearly as heavily involved as they were. Um, I wasn't nearly as heavily involved as I was. Like, And I graduated, and I was just kind of like, all right, cool, like, life. And, like, I had really, for the most part, like, gotten to the point where I was just trying to handle everything on my own. Um, and so 
a lot of the things in my life, I have a tendency to, when I quote unquote learn, I am learning from not doing what either I did, my parents did, someone else did. It's less of a, I want to do the same thing and more of a, I want to do the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when it comes to that, the advice that I would give the kids is to not do what I did, Mm -hmm. um, which was try and take everything on yourself. Um, Try and say like, whether it be the mentality of God doesn't have time for my issues, my issues aren't important enough for God, or where my headspace was, you know, God doesn't care, God doesn't exist, God doesn't whatever. You know, regardless, like, it's not your responsibility to be strong enough for that stuff. That's why you have God. That's the whole point of a religious relationship with with God, is that now is the time for you to go into the world and say, okay, cool, I'm going to try this, I'm going to attack this. God has my back on that. You know, and if I run into struggles, I run into issues, the only thing I need to do is turn to God. Yeah. And if I start to struggle with that, like Hunter said, you know, we have a community, you have a community. If you don't go to the X, find a community. Yeah. Um, if you live nearby, we are here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you don't live nearby, you can always watch online. Like, yeah. we have the stuff set up. But I, I would definitely stress to find an in-person community because um, it's very, very important to sit and physically talk with someone so that they can see your facial emotions, see your body language, because that is such an, an important part of communication, in my opinion. Um, but, like, don't think that you have to take this all on yourself. Yeah. Like, yes, you are an adult. Yes, it's, like, your time to be an adult and take things on. But, like, I hate that mentality of, like, you're 18 now. You got you learned everything. It's like, nah, man. Yeah, no, go do it. No yeah. one here. Go, like, throwing you to the wolves. Like, you have so much more that you guys are going to learn. You are never going to stop learning. Like, there's always something new that you're going to get hit with, and you're going to be like, ah, crap. I got to figure that out now. And, like... Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to turn to God and, oh, I just got a cramp on my leg. Ah. <laughs> ah. Sorry, I got a cramp. Ah, it's still there. I got a cramp on my hip. Hold on. Work it out. It'll be all right. You got yeah, it. I just got a fart. We, we can edit that out. We can nope, edit that out. that's Stan. No, Put an insert there. That's Stan. No, yep. Come on. Massage that cramp. We're showing what age looks like. <laughs> yeah. When you get older, just your body's just going to start yeah. hurting Pro you. Pro tip, stretch every day. Stretch <laughs> all the time. Don't get fat. <laughs> Stop. Chunky, chunky. It was chunky. Yeah. I, I appreciate it, but come on now. Anyway. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, you know, you don't think you got to do all this stuff on your own. Yeah. And, you know, Pastor Tim talked about it. Like, first thing people start to do is isolate. Recognize those warning signs. If you got to write on your mirror with, you know, dry erase markers, do it. Mm. big letters don't isolate yeah you know whatever it takes fight for that stuff fight before you have to fight (laughs) yeah you know um that that would be my advice yeah Uh, i think mine's kind of similar because obviously like i grew up not in the church and i very much was the same way take care of everything on my own whether it was my mental health whether it was finances whether it was i don't need friends i can i can last on my own i don't need nobody Mm. I had that same mentality and it was exhausting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the biggest thing I lead on is community. Um, we talk, I think the biggest thing when I think of is like walking in, if I would envision myself as a graduating senior in youth group going into the real world, I would say get plugged into a small group yes. willingly 
Like here X, we have Xco for 18 to 30 year olds. Get involved. Even if you can only show up every other week because of school obligations, it's out of state or it's far away, whatever it is, still get involved and like surround yourself with people that are like-minded. And try to make good friends in that group. Yes. Given not everybody in that group is going to be your friend. It may just be a co-group member, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't negate the fact that you guys are there to help each other, help yourselves and everybody to grow. Um, We just last night had was our last night of normal groups with our seniors. And one thing that I always tell those kids, anytime someone graduates, I made sure to tell them last night that, Hey, I'm thankful that I got to be a part in your journey. But just because it started in youth and that's where I met you, it's not ending there just because you're gradu- graduating. I'm still here. Yeah. Like Hunter's still here. Christian's still here. We're all still your friends and your mentors at that point if you need it. Mm-hmm. So like if there is someone that was in youth and it's graduating or someone that is still in youth and going through it, reach out to your, like we don't just say, hey, reach out to us just because it's like an obligation. We sign up. And willingly want you to reach out to us. Like, we are there at all times. At any moment, if you need someone to talk to, you're going through a struggle. And we, especially if we can relate to it. Oh, I mean, yeah. we've talked about a couple of times where, like, we've been through pain and it's been able to minister to a kid. Um, just because something started in youth doesn't have to end there. And that includes your faith. Because I think at some point, when you turn 18 and, like, you are no longer under the leadership, quote unquote, of your parents' faith. Or of your youth leader's faith. It's like on you. Like mm-hmm. you're the leader, the captain, steering where you're going in your faith. Are you going towards God and trying to seek Jesus? Or are you doing it like me and you had to do it for a while where it's like, oh, I got this. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not saying that in a bad way, but in a hopeful way of like, hey, you want to be like Jesus? Here's your time to show it. Mm-hmm. Lead by example and like cling to him, read, get involved and start altering your life to mirror what he did yeah one thing about youth ministry is a lot of times when you're like say you're say us in the room right now we're kid we're youth kids youth leaders are coming to us saying like hey how can we help you how can we do this but once that shift happens it's on you to reach out to people and say hey i need to meet because like i want i want this for my life or i want this and this and that and so like another big thing another tip Find a mentor. Find yeah, someone yes. as you are as you're older, as you're getting older, someone that can be there for you as you're figuring out life. Someone that is there to still encourage you and pour into you. Um, big mentor of mine was Zach Brown. He was a huge mentor in my life. Um, Good music. And uh, Zach Brown band. <laughs> yeah. No, he's Zach- deep in the water somewhere. Got the blue sky band. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I actually Tangent. hate Zach Brown band. Um, <laughs> no, I like that song. Um, but uh, having a mentor, having someone that um, that will call out your crap, but also be there for you when you need it, and is also a friend, that is something that's special. Um, it's something that you can find. Yeah. Yeah. I lied. You just made me think of one more thing that I want to say. Mm-hmm. It. And it's, I think you kind of hinted on it, maybe, or I'm dreaming that up as well. <laughs> You're not always going to be right. Come oh, on. Yeah. Like, right. Especially I, I if it's a mentor, as an yes. But. <laughs> especially as a, if you have a mentor, like someone like ten years older than you or whatever, and they're gonna call you out on your crap of what you're doing wrong. Don't get all hurt. Don't get all defensive. Don't push the blame on someone else. Like sit back and sit and like, okay, was I wrong? And chances are they're not calling you out because they're from a high point of like high mm-hmm. and mighty. Chances are they're calling you out because they did the same thing. That and like. A part of asking for a mentorship is like, it's not just asking like, hey, I'm here for the good stuff. Yeah. I'm here. Like you, 
asked me, when I mess up, you call me out. Yeah. And given a mentor is not going to call you out usually on the first time that you do something. Oh yeah. No, you will gonna... wait to see a trend and address it. Yep. So it's like as an 18 year old walking into adulthood, you're going to be wrong a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not once in a while, a lot. So like accept that, be open for advice, teachings and correction even. So yeah. And like kind of to bounce off what, what you said, Hunter, like you said, you know, when, when they turn 18, it's their responsibility to reach out. And, like, yes, it is, but I don't want you to – I don't want them to take it as, like, nobody's going to reach out no, to them. Yes, yeah, it, that's it, good. It, It's yeah. your responsibility to find somebody yes. who is going to continue to yes. reach out to you, which I know is, is what you meant because you Absolutely. went on to the mentor, but I just yeah. wanted to clarify that. Mm-hmm. It's not that you are going to get thrown out into the world and then we're going to be like, all right, see ya, have a good time. Right. If we notice on social media, we notice on you being in the church or whatever that you're acting a little funny, acting a little different, one of us is going to reach out to you, you know? And obviously I'm speaking to kids that we know, but in general, if, you, sure. have a, if you have a good friend structure, a good leader structure, a good mentor structure from your youth group, from your family, whatever it may be, ideally someone is going to see your change and reach out to you but if you again like i said fight before you have to fight and find a mentor ahead of time yeah that's good then that person will notice Mm -hmm. those things quicker and will reach out to you quicker and that's important that's coming from somebody who hasn't never had a mentor (laughs) you know what i mean um and yeah i mean just don't don't let don't go into stuff unprepared you know that's that's the biggest thing you are staring down the barrel of and needing to set up your own resources, essentially, yeah, yeah. for lack of a better term. Mm. Lack of a better term. Um, and so, do it. Yeah. Set up your own resources. If you need help, ask us. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So, <clears throat> You got anything on it? No, that was great. Good stuff, guys. Yeah. I like it. But yeah, um, if you guys have any questions, seriously, message us, email us. Absolutely. If you have us on social media, you can message all of us directly. Um, more than welcome to message us in the discord. Hopefully at this point when this is released, we'll have a Facebook. Um, oh, we're getting old. Apparently Facebook is making a comeback. I don't oh, know. I never yeah, realized so that it weird. left, but whatever. Um, we have an Instagram. You can message us on there. Reach out. Seriously. I know we've been talking about this a lot in the mental health series and whatnot. Um, but even this stuff does parallel because it can divulge and fall into mental health issues. Um, reach out to people you care about. Yeah. If you need help, if you want a checklist, whatever, reach out to us. We'll do our best. Um, and if we don't know, we will find somebody who does. That's right. But yeah. So, as always, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, and and Carson, thank you guys so <laughs> much for listening. And we will see you all. So we hit the road, switching lanes over this game over. And we ride till he say over. Rap game, here's your makeover. Still three amigos when the day's over. Fine.